Oh my god, hi. This is Devin from Disney Adult, a podcast brought to you by the Trident Network. On Disney Adult, we bring together Chicago comedians to watch and discuss Disney movies from the perspective of adults. In these movies, there are things we love, things we hate, things that maybe haven't aged so well, and things that are timeless. Uh, the Trident Network's wonderful podcasts, including Disney Adult, can be found anywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. Grandpa used to talk about this Zachariah guy like he was an inventor, but he looks pretty creeped out to me. He should. He's something of a local legend, our resident spook. He really existed? That's what they say. He lived with his young bride on Coal Hill, just south of town, almost 200 years ago. What did he do to get so famous? He burned things down. Supposedly, Zachariah loved only one thing more than his wife, and that was fire. They say you could see it in his eyes. Fires broke out constantly in the hills around his home. The town did everything they could to try and stop him, but it was his wife who finally said she'd had enough and tried to leave him. Tried? What'd he do? Set their cabin on fire with her still in it. He killed her? Afraid so. But in a fitting end, they found him guilty of murder and sentenced him to be burned at the stake in the town square. The fires didn't end with Zachariah. That night, the courthouse burned to the ground. They said that he still roams the hills, Seeking his revenge. Hey, Val. Hey, Al. Hey, Devin. Hey. Welcome to D-Commentaries. Thank you. Welcome to you. Welcome to our listeners and welcome to our special guest, Devin. Devin, introduce yourself. Yay, Devin. Oh my God. Hello, listeners. My name is Devin. I am a member of the Trident Network and I host a very, very fun podcast called Disney Adult, where Chicago comedians review Disney properties. Um from the perspective of adults. So I feel like we're sister podcasts. Oh, we yeah. absolutely Don't are. you feel that way? Yeah. Yes. Sister. Loving cousins. Sister. <laughs> okay, loving cousins. Cousins. Because <laughs> you know how cousins like actually get along better than sisters. Too? Yes, of course. I feel like, you know what I mean? That's how I feel about you. There's something about living with somebody that really pushes you to the edge. Irks mm-hmm. your Gears. Irks your Irks your Gurks. Yeah, and we were guests on Devin's podcast a while ago when we watched Hercules. That's right. Mm-hmm. I was, when you talked about, long story short, we were talking about a Hercules connection earlier, and I was like, what a weird thing. And then I was like, as you were saying that, I was like, oh yeah, you guys did Hercules. <laughs> and Hercules is Al's favorite. It's so movie. good. This is true. It's so good. It's so good. And the uh, immortal Susan Egan was uh, one of the 
actors in one of Who our originated Bell on Broadway. Thank you, Val. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which we forgot to mention, and we were we were for. we were <laughs> almost got beat up by all of our listeners. For oh no! Good, jo- good job, listeners. Keep them keep them on their toes. Keep us huh? on. That's right. The important mm-hmm. facts. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> priorities. Priorities. Ah, <laughs> oh. oh, well, we're so excited to have you here today, Devin. Oh, I'm so excited. And uh, yeah, and today we're talking about. Scream Team. Bum, bum, bum. Wow. <laughs> if you can't tell, everyone has opinions, Absolutely. which we will yeah. talk about. <laughs> um, but let's do the business first. Do and your then business. We'll talk. <laughs> I'm going to do my business. <laughs> business gal doing her business. Val. That, that um, lo- those lines make me feel like you're taking a puppy outside and you're like okay go do your business <laughs> what that's what my mom would say to eddie You're like okay eddie go outside and do your business do your and then he'd well, come back and he just like signed a bunch of contracts had the morning paper <laughs> he has a cigar hanging out of his mouth he's walking with a briefcase tiny little sell sell bye when bye. i get home i expect kibble to be on the table <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Me and Eddie, we're just doing our business. <laughs> anyway, uh, Scream Team came out on October 4th, 2002. So we skipped uh, two months okay. in between our last film and this one. Obviously, this was a Halloween release. Um, it was directed <laughs> a by Valentine's Day release. <laughs> it's very romantic. Very romantic movie. <laughs> it was directed by Stuart Gillard who also directed Full Court Miracle, Going to the Mat, Twitches, Twitches 2, as well as a bunch of episodes of Charmed and 90210. So definitely- those are coming up. We haven't seen Full Court Miracle yet. No, this is the first of Stewart's- Reign. uh, Yeah, DCOM Reign. We have a new Stu shout out. Yeah, we have a new Stu shout out. That's right. So normally, Devin- um, and for any of our listeners who are new, uh, Stu Krieger is a very frequent writer of DCOMs, early DCOMs. And so we have Stu shout out, but now we have a new Stu. New Stu. Wow. New how, Stu. Do, how do you, now this is only one outing, but how do you feel the new Stu compares to the old Stu? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Let's hope there's room for improvement. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I do feel like this, we'll talk more about this, but I do yeah. feel like this movie was very on brand for this kind of decom. Like, I don't feel like this was like, what is this? This doesn't make any sense kind of situation. Just yeah. for the record. That is how I feel. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was a, yeah. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. This was written by Robert Short, who only has five writing credits. He mostly does VFX work and all of his writing credits were horror films. (laughs) Um, And then also Dan Berenson, who also wrote Up, Up and Away, Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, Stuck in the Suburbs, Halloween Town High, Twitches, Twitches 2, Cheetah Girls, One World, the Hannah Montana movie, the Wizards of Waverly Place movie, Camp Rock 2, and a bunch of episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Wow. That's a resume. That Mm -hmm. is a resume. Mm -hmm. That is a DCOM resume. I knew I recognized that name when it Mm -hmm. came up on the credits. 
Yep. Like, that's why. Because we'd seen already those watched. Before. Yeah, we've already watched Up, Up, and Away. So again, we're at the beginning of Dan's reign wow. in the DCOM universe. Yeah. So we have a lot to go with Dan. We got to come up, Al, you got to come up with some fun Dan Berenson thing. All right. Thing. Not this time. We already got a new stew <laughs> shout out. So. <laughs> New stew. No stew. <laughs> a, new, a new stew. Shut up. That's how we have to say it now. So well, uh, the next time Dan makes his way around, I, I'll, yeah. I got something in. I got a pocket of something. Okay. So. <laughs> um, all right. The cast is as follows. Mark Rendell plays Ian Carlisle. Uh, he hasn't been, I mean, he's definitely been in a lot, but he's like a very traditional character actor where he's been in like one of everything and he's very clearly Canadian. So a lot of it I'd never heard of before. Um, but he was in the never ending story TV show as what's the main kid's name in never ending story. Anybody, whatever that guy, no idea. It's like Bastion or something. Maybe it is Bastion. I don't remember, but it's something like that. Um, and then he was, he voiced Arthur for like, a few episodes of Arthur. I was very confused about that. Like <laughs> Arthur the Aardvark? Yes, Arthur the Aardvark. But like not the whole series, just like some. I don't know. Wow. Um, and <laughs> He got too old. They said, your voice is getting too old. I guess low, maybe, buddy. yeah. Maybe. It like broke out. one day and they That's were like, rough. nope, we're done. <laughs> That's rough. That's the biz, baby. Yep. And then uh, this is going to be a common theme today. And Al is going to enjoy this he was also on an episode of murdoch mysteries okay now here's where we pause for one moment last week i texted val val i have something so important to tell you but i can't tell you until we are recording so i can get your reaction to this val (laughs) okay episodes of murdoch mysteries are on hulu What Are we doing a Murdoch Mysteries <laughs> sister podcast that is only available on Patreon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to watch it. It'll be like the the uh, Boy Meets Pod podcast where we watch yeah. every episode. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna watch every episode, and then we're gonna find all of these people in the episodes that they were in. Okay. I was searching on Hulu the other day; it popped up. I literally audibly gasped. I was like, <laughs> "We're watching it. We are one hundred percent watching it." Yeah. So. Devin, just to catch you up, uh, Murdoch Mysteries basically is the law and order of Canada. So, like, any character actor on Earth has been in an episode of Murdoch Mysteries. Also, one of the lead characters in Genius Mm -hmm. is the lead in Murdoch Mysteries. Mm -hmm. He is the titular Murdoch. So, uh... This is like literally you're going to see anytime they film in Canada. I, this is how I know they filmed in Canada, because yep. every single person in this cast has been in at least one episode of Murdoch Mysteries. Well, I'm glad you brought this up because now I'm recognizing that I actually know Mark Rendell from two films. OK, one is Charlie Bartlett. Highly recommend. Oh, yeah. Highly recommend. And he's very good. He plays like a. um uh you know a character that has like grease from the scalp all the way to the ends of the hair? Yeah. That. <laughs> Very that. And also 30 Days of Night, which is a fantastic vampire film. Ooh, I've never okay. I have Ooh. heard of Charlie Bartlett, though. Uh, okay, that's Mark Rendell. Kat Dennings Woo! plays Claire Carlisle. 
You may recognize Kat Dennings from what I first saw her in was Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Absolutely. Um, she started or like one of her early films. She was in 40 Year Old Virgin. She was also on a stint on ER uh, as someone's kid. Um, but Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist was like her breakout movie. And then since then, she has two big things. One is that she's one of the leads on Two Broke Girls. Mm -hmm. And the other is that she has been in the, all of the Thors and now WandaVision as well in the mm. Marvel Cinematic Universe. So she is so funny mm -hmm. in... All, she is literally the only thing that I like in the first two Thor movies. Yes, truly. <laughs> she calls Thor's hammer, which is mule deer. <laughs> mule. Mule. <laughs> She's very good. Also, um, I first recognized her from another movie called Charlie Bartlett. Uh. <laughs> That is bizarre. They reunited. Because they did this first. Yes. And then they reunited, what, five years later on this? Wow. I went, Weird. To, I went to look up what I know her from because I don't know her first thing from Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. And my thing that I recognize her from is Raise Your Voice with Hilary Duff. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. La, la, um, la, 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 la. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. That's so funny. I just felt like this movie was so funny to watch her in because she's like, she's great. And this is not a ding yeah. against her at all, but she's always, she has this like energy about her and you can see it in this even like when she's like 12 years old or whatever. She's a face actor for sure. Oh, she's great. I love her. Um, Okay. And those are the only two people that matter. Those are the only two people in the whole movie. Um, no. So we've got uh, Robert Boxdale played Richard Carlyle, their dad. Um, and he's predominantly a voice actor. He hasn't done a whole lot on camera. Um, he voiced a character in the Teddy Ruxpin series, in, a, in the Dennis the Menace animated series, in a RoboCop animated series, a Mario Brothers animated series, Babar, which we've seen before. Someone else in another movie was in Babar. The X-Men animated series, Sailor wow. Moon. Wow. Yeah, the, the only live action thing that stood out to me was he was in Jet Jackson, mm. the show Jet Jackson. Classic. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Very classic. So um, he's been around, but like you wouldn't recognize him because he's a voice actor. Um, then we have Eric Idle as Coffin Ed. So Eric Idle is a Monty Python guy. Yeah. That's his like main thing that he has done. So if you recognize him, it's probably even if you've never actually seen like Monty Python, they're just like so around in everything that you've probably you just seen know his face. face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's also he was the one that was in the Hercules TV series because we were talking about how like Hercules is everywhere with us. Um, and he was on a show called Suddenly Susan. Mm. Um, he was in Ella Enchanted. Ooh, good movie. He was a voice in Shrek the Third. Oh, better movie. Mm -hmm. So he's been in other stuff, but mostly Monty Python. Tommy Davidson played Jumper. Oh. <laughs> Tommy Davidson uh, got his start in In Living Color, Absolutely. which is another sketch show that you might recognize. Uh, it was like 80s, 90s, right? Like that was like its era. I would probably say early 90s. Yeah. 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 Like 91 yeah. or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah. 
And uh, he was also in a show called Between Brothers. He is a voice on The Proud Family, both the original and the current one. He was in a movie called Black or maybe a show called Black Dynamite. Those were like the ones that were like the big things for him. But he the In Living Color thing stood out to me in particular. Yeah, I remember him from In Living Color as well. I was like, oh, my God, he's here. I know. It's funny how like all of these people, because like I watched a lot of sketch comedy as a kid. Like me too. All we needed was like a kids in the hall person. (laughs) It would have been like a complete set. Oh, wait till (laughs) we get to Kathy because I'm going to go off. (laughs) Okay, so next up, Kathy and Jimmy as Mariah. (laughs) I'm going to interrupt. I love Kathy and Jimmy. Uh, She is truly one of my comedy icons of like, and I'll show you. Oh, give me a, give me one second. Talk a little bit about what she's done and I'll be right back. Okay. (laughs) So Kathy and Jimmy, uh, one of her first movies that she was in was sister act, which is what I first knew her from. And then she is very well known for being one of the Sanderson sisters in Hocus Pocus. Um, and that is probably what, like those two things, Sister Act and Hocus Pocus are probably like the two, like big things that most people recognize her from, but she was also in a, uh, short-lived sketch show called the Kathy and Mo Hour or something like that. Kathy and Mo show. It's so funny that you should bring that up. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) Kathy and the Jimmy and Mo Gaffney were uh, a comedy duo. And once again, the late eighties, early nineties that had a sketch show. A two-person sketch show, uh, a two-person feminist sketch show, and when I say it was the one of the first things I this speaking of sister act this and then also Whoopi Goldberg has a solo sketch show from um, the early '90s that I can't recommend enough. They are, they all stand up. I have it here. You have to buy it on DVD. <laughs> the Kathy and Mo show, and their first one was Parallel Lives. I cannot recommend enough that every single person who wants to do and write sketch comedy must watch it. It's a thing that nobody talks about, that nobody ever, and it truly, to this day, the sketches hold up more than you could ever imagine. Then they renewed it, like they came back, I think this was after after Kathy and, I mean, Kathy and both Bo both work, but like, this is after Kathy was sort of on Sister Act, I believe. They came back and they did a second one called The Dark Side, which is is still very good. It it's It's, you know, like when, Sometimes it's hard for people to go back to their roots after they live a different life than they were when they wrote the first material. But I cannot recommend it enough. I could not find it to stream it anywhere. So you have to buy the DVD. That might still be the case. (laughs) But it is to to this day. the I don't want to build it up too much, but it it truly (laughs) changed my life. I love Kathy. So seeing her here is a little rough. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't give her a whole lot to do. No, I would say it's a a feature of the film more than not her. She's she's I mean, also, what a great sketch comedy like trio as the ghost. I know. Right. I know. That's what they were going for. They tried to, like, put the this entire film on their shoulders and that didn't work because they didn't give them anything to work with. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It should have been the opposite way around. Right. They should have said, like, let the ghosts do stuff and then we'll figure out what these kids are going to (laughs) say. Right. Exactly. Um, Also, I just want to say so Kathy and Jimmy has done some other stuff. She was a voice in Pepper Ann. Um, She was in a show called Veronica's Closet or maybe that was a movie. I can't remember. Um, But one thing I want to call out just because it's specifically relevant to me is she was on a show that probably no one else has ever seen called Numbers. 
um, with the guy who is the elf from the Santa Claus. And he's also in uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Mm -hmm. um, but he plays like a mathematician who solves crimes using math. And my dad is a mathematician. So my dad <gasps> loves numbers. <laughs> like, loves. So it's like, you know, it's on in syndication. It's like, you know, playing on TBS and all this stuff. So like whenever I go visit my parents, inevitably at it's some point numbers. On? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. If you told um, me that elf from uh, Bernard. Santa Claus, Bernard, if you told me yeah. that he was a young Oscar Isaac, I would believe you. Oh, yeah. They they are very. <laughs> I totally see it. I'm looking totally at a picture it. from right now. He's like, like a nerdy Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, she plays like the love interest of his dad or something in that in that show. And I remember when I first saw her, I was like, that's. Kathy fucking Jimmy. Kathy Jimmy, a <laughs> what comedic icon. <laughs> I love her. Oh, she's also. This is a fun fact. She's also a voice in Wally. -E. Good for her. She, I know. Apparently, she's Peggy Hill on King of the Hill. I had no idea. That's right. That was the next thing on my list. And then she was on Veep, which I love. Mm -hmm. And she was more recently in Younger with Hillary, Hillary Duff. Duff. We've wow. come full circle. Oh. Love it. <laughs> love her. Um, I'm so glad we had this incredible aside about Kathy and Jimmy. I love her. I'm in love with her. I cannot tell amazing. you how great this is. You have to watch this, everybody. I actually recently watched Sister Act. I don't remember the last time I had seen it. I saw it as a kid and it wasn't like a movie that like my like we had on VHS. So I didn't continuously watch it. Yeah. I still have it on VHS. <laughs> so good. Ugh. I have done the musical number from the end of the second movie as karaoke before. I know every word Amazing. of that oh, entire. Yeah, thing. I do, I've done it in drag, and then it either <laughs> it either kills or people are like, "What's that from?" Right. I'm like, "Oh, great." <laughs> Devin, what's your drag name? Zetus Lapidus. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I, I honestly did not know what I was getting into when I asked that. And that is, well, Val can't cut that out now. No, no. that's true. I, whenever I picked it, I was like, I want something to be like a nostalgic reference that only, and I really put a lot of thought into this, only a certain amount of people from would get it. Yeah. Like something that's not going to be like, like, oh, wow. I know he's like, you know, uh, I don't know what a good example would be, but like, Something that would be deep enough cut reference that not everybody would get it. But when you do get it, you're like, wow. The yeah. thing I realized when I started doing drag with Zetus Lapidus is because I started doing drag like when I was 25 or something, 26 maybe. And um, I didn't realize how small of a window that reference was mm. <laughs> because everybody under the age of my own age would just be like, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Zetus Lapetus. Oh, <laughs> like, oh no. my god! <laughs> you gotta what a spell it out gross phonetically. name! <laughs> if you get it wrong, Zetus Lapetus. That's uh, funny. <laughs> it well, like a I have a hot take oh of this: the sequel is better than the original. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue. Thank you. <laughs> Cheetah Girls Two is better than the first. Whoa! <laughs> Ooh, okay. And I could talk about those movies forever. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have you back. <gasps> Um, okay. I'll try and get through these next ones quick because they're smaller parts. Okay. There are no Kim small Co parts. There are no small parts. You're right. You're right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just bad actors. <laughs> <laughs> I take that back. I take that back. 
Oh my God. Okay. Kim Coates played Zachariah Cole. Um, he's been in like a lot of like Urgh, movies, which makes sense. He he yeah. was in Waterworld, Pearl Harbor, Black Hawk Down, and Sons of Anarchy. So yes, that feels right. Shows for I him. don't watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gary Reinecke played Grandpa Frank. And the only thing of note for him was Murdoch Mysteries. Um <laughs> Nigel <laughs> Nigel Bennett played Warner, uh, who's like the villain or whatever. Um, he was in the Twilight Zone, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, and Murdoch Mysteries. Edie Inksetter played one of the faces. The only reason I bring her up is because she has uh also been in Murdoch Mysteries and she more recently was in Handmaid's Tale. Mm. Zoe Palmer played Rebecca Cole, the like dead wife of the bad guy. Uh And she has also been in Murdoch Mysteries. Mysteries. And then we have an interesting cameo. Joseph Motiki played one of the ghosts in like the airport or whatever. Um, And he also had random cameos in the other guy in something. Yes. In in Quince. So he like he had these random parts in these three decoms and he's not an actor. Like these are like literally the only things that he's ever been wow. in. My friend, my friend so Joseph weird. just got broken up with. Is it OK if we put him in the movie? He's really yeah. down on himself. They just like showed up in Toronto and were like, hey, Joseph, you got like we just need a body. He's got like Can a you sandwich just... in his mouth. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! But he so, delivers anyway. the best performance anybody had ever seen, and they <laughs> yeah. have to cut it from the movie because it makes the whole, it brings the quality of the rest of the right. movie down. Yeah, it <laughs> makes everyone look terrible. <laughs> oh my god! Oh Okay, so that's the cast. The synopsis is as follows. Also, Devin, just as a reminder, I do not read this before I read it right now, so it's a surprise to me as it is to you. After the death of their grandfather, young Ian and Claire Carlisle discover that the the tiny, uh, okay, I think it should be their tiny New England hometown is something of a halfway house for restless ghosts who cannot enter heaven until they have redeemed themselves on earth. Nope. <laughs> well, that, buries a lot of those story. Yeah, and that's not that makes like, it seem like they're living in purgatory. Right, they're not. They're living on Earth. Also, the, most of them are not like kept out of like heaven. Uh, they're choosing to stay because they have unfinished business. The only ones who are like forced to stay are the three like employees. Yeah, and they don't even really address why. Also, it's not clear that it's even heaven. Yeah. It's just like the other side. Right. It's crossing over. So I don't like that. Anyway, uh, apparently. So this is a fun fact that I saw. Apparently, this was originally conceptualized as a pilot for a television series, but nothing ever came of it. And thank God for it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's enough of the business. Val uh, finished her business. I finished my business. You can coincide with your cigar and newspaper. I've written my TPS reports. Okay. Uh, Devin. Yeah. What were your thoughts? First of all, have you ever seen this movie before? And and then what were your thoughts then, now, whatever? I had never seen this movie, but because, and I truly, I sound like I'm doing a bit, but because Kathy and Jimmy was in it, I remember as a kid, probably when this came out was right when I discovered her sketch thing on HBO. Um, I remember thinking I should watch it, but I had ne- I just never did. 
Um, watching it, I couldn't figure out if it was. I think to Ali's probably Ali's point, like there was. I just didn't know what was happening. Um, <laughs> like I was like, oh, am I invested in this or is it fine? Is it is that I haven't watched the decom in a while. So I was like, is the quality of this like par with the rest of them or is this? And it did feel very Canadian. <laughs> it did feel very Canadian in the sense of like it wasn't offensive or off putting or anything. Yeah. It was like a very polite film, a like polite kids Halloween film to watch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there were some lines in it that were truly bonkers and wild. <laughs> yep. True. Very true. Yeah. Al? Val? What, what were your first what impressions? What were your first impressions? <laughs> uh oh. Al has started to turn this around on me periodically. So here we go. Um, so I had never seen this before, for sure. Uh, nope. I'm already kind of starting to age <laughs> nope. out of, of these. So, it's so weird. Like, yeah. Um, and this felt very, very thematically similar to some of the other kind of weird supernatural decoms that we have watched in the past that we also kind of didn't love kind of for the same reason. Cause they, what they're trying, I think here's my theory and I could be wrong, but Nickelodeon at this same time and like just prior had really cornered the market on like absurd comedy. Like Nickelodeon was weird as hell and it worked really well for them. And so I think that maybe with some of these bizarre movies, Dick was trying to like get in on that a little bit and trying to like kind of catch some of that magic. And it just doesn't work. It just falls flat and it just feels weird. And like they don't have like the effects to back up what they're trying to do. So it just looks fake and like stilted and bizarre so i i was not a fan of this movie i felt bad not liking it because i like so many people in this movie yeah um and and i don't think anyone is doing like a bad job of what they were given i just think that the bones of this movie are not good yeah i'd agree yeah al thank you val I have never been so happy to have a guest on an episode where I didn't have to take exact notes of a movie. I give this movie a two. I do not ever want to watch it again. Wow. 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 Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. (laughs) What did you give? What was the one that we both hated so much that was really gross? Can of Worms. Can of Worms. What did you rate Can of Worms? Hold, please. (laughs) I I forget which one it was while you looked that up, but there was one episode I listened to where you guys rated a movie so low and I was shocked. Now, I haven't rewatched it. It could be just as bad. But from my memory as a child, I was like, there's no way. It was it been, you, Lucky Dog? No, it could have been <laughs> Luck of the Irish. I think it was Luck of the Irish. Now because that you it was, it. Irish is Al like, didn't like that mm-hmm. one. I like that one. That's a shit movie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was even Zeta Slapitas. Who knows? Or, or no, Zena. she... She loves Xenon. Sequel is so good. Yeah. Protozoa was a babe. When I was a kid, uh, when I was like 10 or whatever, I was like, that's what boys look like. <laughs> anyway, no, he like was. Alien. 
And he is, especially in the second one, but even in the first one, he is loving that part. Like, oh, yeah, he baby. is eating it up with a spoon. He is yeah. having so much fun. Okay, I have the list. I gave Can of Worms a one. Okay, so this was still better than Can of Worms. Better than okay. Can of Worms. Uh, but You Lucky Dog is better than this movie to me. <laughs> wow, okay. And close. I don't agree. Oh, wait, no, a two? I gave to Twas the Night. So on Oh yeah, I forgot. That night. was terrible too. Um yeah, so all of this to say you'd have to tape my eyes open for me to watch this movie again. <laughs> uh, wow. Fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. That testimony makes me think I need to watch more decoms now because yeah, you do. I was like, oh, but, but you listen to our podcast. So like you, you don't need to watch. I, get my I do such a good job. That's honestly, true. it really does. I get my fix. It, it's like That's watching them. True. It really Thank is you for your support. <laughs> no, it really is. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that part. I remember that part. I don't need to watch it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, OK, Devin, did mm-hmm. you have any favorite quotes or moments from this film? Boy, did I now? I don't want to get too into them if we're going to talk about any more of the plot. But um, uh, there are a couple in here. OK, so first of all, I'm just going to go out of order. There's a part where he the the young kid refers to he says, who's the big cheese around here? And I just thought, why don't we say that anymore? Like, why don't we ask who the big cheese is like the head honcho? Um, I loved that. And there's um, there's another line where uh, at the very, very end, Cat uh, Dennings delivers in, in the perfect like child actor like delivery delivers a line out of nowhere where the guy's kind of like, yeah, what's the big deal? They're ghosts. And she says, actually, he kidnapped my grandfather's soul. So it's actually kind of important. And I love that. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, could you imagine a child saying that to you? You just be like, okay. And then one final one, um, which I don't know if I heard this correctly. There's a part where they, and I forget what part it was, but they were like walking down this like path. Because I remember thinking, oh, cheap scenery uh they're walking on this path and they're talking about something and um he says like or she says you know what i don't understand and then he's i think says facebook (laughs) he says baseball oh (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine though i was like this is how we find out time travel three years before facebook i was like facebook (laughs) (laughs) and i rewound it i rewound it to listen to it again and i still heard facebook that's what subtitles are for baby well i was like then maybe it was brand new (laughs) i'm so stupid (laughs) no that's so funny (laughs) Uh, so those are some of my favorites amazing love that um al thank you val i have no favorite moments <laughs> uh, I have uh, three lines that I thought were okay. One, everything is fine. Look, I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought Devin was going to say this part of the line, but she got Kat Dennings goes, you know what? I don't understand. The brother says baseball. And then the other guy goes, what to wear with denim? <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> 
I was so hooked on Facebook. I missed the funniest part. Yeah. You know what I don't understand? What to wear with denim as she's clearly wearing, wearing all denim. Um, and then I, I, I hated that the little kid says, oh, I found this along with some pretty vicious dust bunnies. Ugh. I hated it so much. I wrote it down. Um, yeah, this was a movie. Val, let's hear it. (laughs) All right. Steeple Falls. Is it hot in here or is it just us? No, really, they have it on the (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt. Newsflash, everybody dies. True. Absolutely true. No truer words are spoken in this film. Yeah. Um, Nothing like those energizing pangs of guilt to spur us on. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Feel that one. Eternity does not breed efficiency. I remembered that one felt that one these are all things that like i just sort of had like a yeah yeah really for for real what is it about the men in this family oh yeah that was a i was like (laughs) oh gender politics cool cool and then they were like what if no (laughs) oh okay okay i would have been very sent to my room had i said anything like that in at 12 years old (laughs) yeah there was another line that I really loved, which was um, we we did do it at the top. But when he said, what was he so famous for? He burned things down. I thought that was so funny. I know. It's so weird. Why do we know him? He's a pyromaniac. <laughs> that whole part, like, is really bizarre because it's, it's it's like so very violent and dark, too. Like, it just feels like it's in a different movie. Like, it yeah. feels like the beginning of an actual horror movie. And then it's not. It's so weird. Yeah. Also, there's a point where Kathy to Jimmy says, if you meet a witch and she or no, it's not Kathy to Jimmy. It's one of the other characters. She says, if you meet a witch and she offers you an apple, don't take it mm-hmm. like, to, the, <laughs> to the dead people as they're crossing over. There's the witch from from Snow White Probably. is in the like purgatory in the path to yep. the other side. What? Um, yeah. So those are those are some quotes that stood out to me. I don't think I had a favorite moment either. Maybe just like this is my least favorite anytime there was any special effect it was clear to me that whoever edited this film had no idea how to pace it with the special effects because there are like all these moments throughout this movie where like something is happening with like a special effect and there's just so much time like there's just so like it's so like delayed yeah like it is bizarre it's like watching like the first cut of a like student film it is the weirdest thing it was wild for, for, for like a Disney movie and not only a decom but like a decom after when they're like five years into doing decoms like at this point like they have no excuse for like this being this crappy in terms of like the editing and the visual effects yeah because i will say like when at first when it opened and you saw like the ghosts travel by squiggle i yeah. thought oh that's a cool way i literally put down and i did take a gummy before i did that but <laughs> i did put down the ghost vfx or a plus like what a good budget way to do a ghost it's clever and then the more the special effects came into play the more holes we started to see in the story when he's a floating head in like a like a gas bubble at yeah. the end i was like what is happening what am i looking at Yep. Also, the like physics of the ghosts make 
no sense. None like, whatsoever. None. Like th- he can trap a ghost in a jar, but then the same like this, like a different ghost can walk through a wall and open a door so he can both walk through a wall and also un- like touch a lock and turn the lock. Like what? It was wild. <laughs> there wild. were too so, many plot holes in this movie. There were too so many plot holes. That's why I rated it a two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, that's all I had to say about that. Uh, do we feel ready to go to our synopsis or to Spoiler oh, City, I should we say? Are, we have passed and we're completely naked, flying <laughs> through the air. We're going to squiggle through, naked squiggle through the air to the Midwest uh, uh, turning point where you get to cross over <laughs> into Spoiler City. <laughs> No, now uh, we're, we're going to preface this because so Devin is going to do the synopsis um, as our guests are often want to do. But Devin on his podcast, instead of just sort of relating <clears throat> the, the synopsis, he reads the Wikipedia synopsis. Absolutely. Verbatim. verbatim. So so in honor of Disney adults, that is how we're doing Spoiler City. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, like I say on Disney Adult, so for anybody who hasn't listened, is I do have a third grade reading level. So if I struggle over some words, don't be embarrassed for me. We all hear it. We're all together. We're adults. All right. So here is the plot of um, uh, the Scream team. Two children, Ian and Claire, move into a town where their grandfather had just died. Ian thinks his grandfather's spirit is trying to tell him something, finding some library news clippings about a man named Zachariah Cull, who is accused of burning his home with his wife in it. Later, Ian and Claire capture a ghost named Jumper, who ends up uh, who ends up freed by his partner, Coffin Ed. They follow them and the other ghostly wisps of air into the forest, where they find an abandoned building. Entering, they find arriving ghosts entering a mirror which leads them to the afterlife. Ed and Jumper's boss, Mariah, um, a dead bride, she doesn't get a fun name, um, (laughs) isn't too pleased with this. Ian and Claire learn that they uh, look for souls that don't cross over and are dubbed the Soul Patrol by Jumper. (laughs) They ended up with these jobs while waiting for their turn to cross over. Now, do we need to pause to discuss or are we good to continue? (laughs) I think we pause to discuss. Okay, let me, uh, really quick, a couple things I wrote down. One, Val Den- uh, Val Dennings holding that camcorder at the beginning of the film. Val me- Dennings. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I literally wrote Val Dennings. I literally wrote Val Dennings. Oh my God. Uh, I would die. Cousin. Um, holding the camcorder at the beginning really made me realize how dated the technology we grew up is. Every once yeah. in a while, I'll have a oh, moment yeah. where I'm like, if you ever watch like the old Charlie's Angels movies, I'm like, oh, kids <laughs> must feel the way I did when I watched movies from the 60s or something. You know what <laughs> I mean? By like, old, do you mean like the Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu? Yes, yes. Uh, Released the in movie this, I grew up with. Truly, <laughs> the same year as this. I love those movies. And there's a moment where he answers a phone in an airplane. And I was like, that looks like from another time. But it was like from my own childhood. <laughs> Are we Charlie's Angels? Because I have red hair. Val has dark brown hair. And you have blonde hair. Snatch bald. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be correct. Like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cameron, everybody knows. Everybody knows Cameron Diaz wears a wig. Cameron Diaz and Harry Styles. Cameron He's, Diaz and Harry Styles are both oh, wearing wigs. Oh, do not get me started. Do not get me started on Harry Styles' toupee. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to point out, let's make sure I'm not going too far. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out was that my I my best friend growing up and essentially my sister, Jess, um, would watch scary movies where kids were seeing ghosts or something and whatever. And she would always ask her parents the same question every time she would gasp. But when the kids saw something that the parents didn't, she goes, oh, would you believe me? And I thought that immediately <laughs> when he's like, like things are flying off the shelves and stuff. And they're like, shut up, you loser. I was like, would you believe me? <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. That's so cute. That is yeah. so cute. Um, Those were yeah, my big I, I I like thought <clears throat> this dad was so confusing to me because he's Yo. like initially set up to be like such a dick, and he kind of reminded me of. There's another movie we watched recently called True Confessions, where the dad is also a doctor and like totally emotionally stunted and like not good not a good parent and so i thought at first that we were going in that direction and then all of a sudden he makes this like completely unearned heel turn yeah out of nowhere to be like cool dad and it made no sense and it like was weird so yeah, he was like really checking in he was like <laughs> yeah hey you're okay right like yeah. really trying to be like your grandpa just died i want to like make sure you're okay right which speaking of which <laughs> these two kids have already lost their mom and yeah. now their grandpa, who they were clearly close with, dies suddenly and they seem fine. Like they're like unfazed by these enormous losses in their life. That's the magic of Disney Channel, though. <laughs> <laughs> that really is. Although I will say there was a moment where they're watching like an old video of him at his funeral and the dad's like, turn that off. And I was like, why? <laughs> Aren't we well, here to like remember this guy? <laughs> I know. Well, they were like setting up this like weird animosity he had with his dad yeah. and like, which, you know, they sort of address it at the end, but like it didn't need to be there. Like he no. didn't need to have a bad relationship with the dad for this to still play out exactly the same way. It right? was such a forced storyline. And there's a moment later in it that when we get to it, I'll I'll talk about it. It was so forced that every time it showed up, it felt like somebody wedging between you on the bus. Like, like, yeah. like what the yeah. fuck? Oh, you're trying to have a redemption yeah. story with your dad? There's right. ghosts. I know. Like, just have the dad not believe them because he's a grown up and he's not seeing stuff. And he's a scientist. Tale so, like, as old as time. It. Right. Like, ugh, it was weird. Yeah. All right. Continue. Mm hmm. In exchange for letting their grandfather complete anything he wants finished before moving on. Does that not make sense to anybody else? That's just weird. a very long sentence. Yeah. The children discovered that Zachariah was kidnapped, has kidnapped him to increase his powers. The children join forces with the Soul Patrol to destroy Zachariah and release all the captured souls. They confront Zachariah to a, at an abandoned mine where uh, Mariah, uh, Mariah is able to parry his fireballs okay so many things are happening out of order i don't know who wrote this yeah but finds it again new powers so that's not no, really that's what, two different that's two different things yeah <laughs> so the first time they go he captures jumper and we're like right. oh damn he's also there's like cops all the time like these kids are getting in trouble all the time 
So the one time I tried to read the plot off of Wikipedia for somebody else's podcast, it's the the worst plot in the world. They're jumping all over the place. I had a feeling, place. but I like love it. Like, that's so, why I wanted you to do okay, it. Okay, so Jumper ends up captured, further increasing Zachariah's strength. They don't really talk about how it increases his strength. They just kind of like mention it offhand. Yeah, Kind of like the, when you have milk as a kid, it builds strong bones. <laughs> like where? <laughs> only it's human souls. <laughs> only it's human souls. In the yeah. end, they discover that Zachariah was really misunderstood inventor experimenting with natural gas. And when, there's four sentences left or a full paragraphs <laughs> left of this. Uh, inventions and he accidentally burnt his wife to the ground because before we thought he did it on purpose which they don't mention here he uh, when he was killed Zachariah told his wife to wait for him knowing that he would be able to cross over due to his uh, desiring revenge against the injustice that had happened to him at the festival the uh, okay this is giving me stress because it's telling everything so out of turn Um, (laughs) well and we don't even know why the festival is important Right. We don't know. What, okay, so let's try to do it. Okay, we'll we'll pick a juice. So they first they go to get Zachariah. He sucks up the one ghost and he puts him in the well. Um, then it causes an explosion. We kind of start hearing about fires and and all these fires that are starting. They also get attacked by Zachariah in their home at one point when he like mm-hmm. sucks up the the grandfather's ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually they get to a point where they ask Mariah to join them, and she like begrudgingly does it. Right. And all throughout this, the whole thing with the festival is that there's a guy who was clearly like the rival of the grandpa named Warner, who like so the grandpa owned the hardware store in town, which, by the way, my grandpa owned the hardware store (gasps) in the small town that my dad grew up in in Pennsylvania. So I thought Hershey. uh, Near Hershey, not in Hershey. Hershey, Hershey. Pennsylvania. (laughs) Lancaster. New Cumberland. New Cumberland. Wow. Val's lying okay. to you, everyone. Her dad was West, the mayor West, of Hershey. <laughs> no, my grandpa owned West Shore Hardware. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so the their grandpa owned the hardware store. Warner owns the construction business. So clearly at some point they were probably friends, but then they became rivals. So anyway, Warner this whole time is planning this big festival. And uh, it's all around this, the lore around Zachariah Cole, who's or hole or whatever who's the like bad guy with the fire the ghost who's like mad because he lights everything on fire and warner knows that the lore around zachariah is a bunch of bullshit uh mm-hmm. and so he's spending all of his energy trying to cover it up whereas the kids are trying to bring it to the light so yeah. they're and in direct conflict 90 percent of this movie is these kids chasing two books that their grandfather took from a library that is never once mentioned in this plot but it's 90 percent of the movie is them trying to find the books and they're they're old newspapers that's what they're old newspapers and they break into this guy's house to get these old (laughs) newspapers yeah and then they finally get them figure out what's going on and then he immediately throws them into a fire by the way (laughs) and the other thing that's so wild so they get the newspapers and this is so we're going to have to piece this together and then go back. They, they they finally get the newspapers. They reveal the whole thing is he's falsely accused and he's just upset right. that he's falsely accused. Mm-hmm. But this whole time, this guy's like trying to hide this like little piece of history trivia from the world. I'm like, who cares? Like, have a festival anyway. Um, that was my thought. Like, what? Who? So what? Say, oh, it's right. not real, but it's it's a town story. And now right. we have corn dogs and funnel cake. Right. Hello. 
And then there was, uh, so another fun thing moment, I thought it would come up in the plot, but <laughs> the plot has led me astray. <laughs> my, probably my favorite part of this entire movie, I think sums up the whole movie in its entirety. They discover the plot. Um, Kat, Ian, and the dad are sitting in a library un- in the middle of uncovering the plot. Ian, for no reason whatsoever, has a violent outburst where he starts screaming about like so and one of the things he said you don't care about saving grandpa's soul you only care about yourselves and he like throws the book down storms out of the house and then cat goes should i go after him and then the dad says no he needs some space i know i did when i said exactly the same thing I guffawed. I laughed <laughs> so loud. The literally the line was so specific to the plot of the movie. It was like, we have to save his grandpa's soul from jumpers stuck in a well and there's a gas monster. And he's like, I, I needed time alone when I said exactly the same thing. I was like, who is on this film? Who's on this movie? What's going on here? I what said, is going hey, on? Why are we trying? Why are we trying to like make this story about the dad is like kind of like, no, my dad didn't treat me the same. And, and just shut up. Get out of yep. here. Mm-hmm. Let Kat Dennings make some quips, put the ghost in a bottle, and we all move on. <laughs> right. Why I know we- there was this whole like thing, which like this idea is not a bad idea in theory, which is like, <clears throat> like, because. I have experienced this both with like my dad being from a small town and also from with my husband, Michael, being from a small town. Right. Where like we go back and there's this like pissing contest about like the people who stayed and try to make it like, well, girl, you know, I stayed and my life is amazing. You know, like all this stuff. Right. I'm better for staying. And then like all the people who are left are know the truth. Right. But like you can't have that conversation. And they are trying to do that. In this yeah. movie, like Warner is like, well, my sons stayed, you know, and you yeah. left, you abandoned your dad too bad. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that the grandpa wanted him to leave the whole time. And that's why he was so distant. And like all of that is interesting, like in and of itself. Right. And it's very real. It's very relatable. Devin Girl. is nodding the fuck out of his head because it's true. Amen. But like it didn't work in this movie with this other wackadoodle story around it. Like it needed to be one of two stories, not like these two things that make no sense laid on top of each other like this. For real. Anybody who's left a small town knows the line. um, You think you're so much better than everybody here. (laughs) (laughs) That is their go-to baby. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. You live around public transportation. You think you're so much better than us. Like what the fuck? I do. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Did we finish the the plot from Wikipedia? I, okay, so let's let's finish the last two things. The okay. children and their father return home to find the grandfather's spirit waiting for them. I kind of zoned out at this point. Um, the Soul Patrol kept their promise to take care of him until he had uh, take care of his unfinished business. He reveals that he's proud of his son and that he wanted him to leave the town uh, when he asked. Uh, blah blah blah. Eternity can wait a while while they spend a little more time together. So the dad and the grandfather get to spend time, even though like the kids are the ones who did the whole thing. Uh, The family decides to stay in the town 
which is changing from bashing the formerly evil ghost to telling the truth about him. During the day, Ian and Claire visit the Soul Patrol, finding out only Jumper and Ed, who explain that Mariah is taking is talking to their bosses in the next world. Mariah returns, explaining that the little spectacle they caused uh, put an end to Zachariah's Terra, but also forced her to like work this job for the rest of eternity, which made no sense. This ghost showed up at this party unannounced, and they're like, "Ma'am." You got to pay the price. He gets to go to right. heaven with his girlfriend, who I did think was um, Kat Dennings in a wig when I watched it. I thought so, too. I thought the same I was like, thing. oh, I spent the whole movie thinking, oh, she looks like his ex-wife. That's why, whatever. And then at the end, it had nothing to do. With- when you read another <laughs> actress's name, I was like, oh, I assume maybe they just like only had enough budget for a couple actors. <laughs> no, I totally thought that, too. Okay. Yeah, I know. So, like, I, <clears throat> I, they all had a week left in this job. They were all going to be able to cross over and go to heaven or whatever in a week. In a and because week. of these little brats, they ha- they were basically stuck in purgatory forever. Who they were right to not help. Right. <laughs> like so dumb. I, it makes no sense. They get punished like no one wins in this story. Everybody for, like, loses. Yeah. So like well, it, to my, one of my earlier points um, and Devin, in your Wikipedia, the fact that they call themselves the Soul Patrol and this movie is not called Soul Patrol. Um, <laughs> oh my God. So stupid. Um, absolutely, absolutely insane. But, um, should, like, this movie should have been flipped. Like, this movie should have been about the three ghosts going yeah. about their day, and then these kids come in. And they're trying to help. And then they help. The main characters should have been the ghosts. The main characters shouldn't have been the kids. It's a decom. So, of course, they're going to be the kids. But this movie was not watchable for that reason. Yeah, you're so right. It could have been like a workplace comedy. Yeah. And if you didn't really follow along with our Wikipedia plot, you probably wouldn't follow along with the movie very well either. Yeah. It makes no sense. Like it literally, there's no plot. Yeah. Like it's just stupid. It's they're trying to solve why their grandpa can't go to the other side. And the guy was accused of murdering his wife when in reality he was an inventor and he had the gas lines and everything got lit on fire. And end of story. Yeah. It was great. And that's um, a miscommunication. <laughs> Well, on that note, uh, <laughs> should we play some bingo? Yeah. We absolutely should. Also, thank you so much, Devin, for reading the yeah. Wikipedia. Oh, thank you. Thank you, whoever wrote the Wikipedia, honestly. I'm not surprised that it was <laughs> terribly written. Because I'm su- I am the movie surprised. was terribly written, but Wikipedia was terribly written. I'm surprised that they, they managed to get four meaty paragraphs. Without ever talking about 90% Without of the Without saying nut. a damn thing. <laughs> yeah. Of all the movies Amazing. to do that with, this is the most wild one. What, that person deserves an accomplishment of some sort. <laughs> Award, maybe. Oh, all right. Uh, we're playing some, some bingo. Are we going to get to cross over the bingo card? Oh, Val, no. Only time will tell. Val, no. <laughs> no. You Val. weren't going to do it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Somebody had to. Ooh. <laughs> Devin, would you like to start? We usually stop in the, start in the top left corner and work our way across. Okay. I will start. Um, a one-hit wonder song. Yes, there is a song for this movie. Yes. It is called The Scream Team by Donnie Markowitz. Weird. <laughs> that is a loose definition of hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good for them, That's though. That's true. That's true. We'll mark it off. But we'll mark it off. It's we, all fun. we mark it. Yeah. We count those. Breaking the fourth wall or looking into the camera. I did not see any. Not noticeably. No. Mm -mm. Maybe by accident, but I didn't see any. Holiday theme. <gasps> I love marking this one. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only reason I gave this movie a one too. <laughs> <laughs> and it it's is surprisingly like not Halloweeny themed. It's just like right, kind right. of a spooky story that happens around the time where this guy blew up the town. Right, right, exactly. But it's definitely like the Halloween. The Halloween. Of it's that Halloween year. feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so a clunky metaphor. Whew. Um, well, <laughs> the only thing that I thought of uh is the mirror. So they have to like pass through a mirror to go to the other side. And you cannot have like unfinished business to cross over. Yeah. So you have to be able to reflect <laughs> in order to oh, like no you have Val. to know yourself. <laughs> you asked. I I delivered. <laughs> <laughs> and it's clunky as hell. <laughs> oh, it is clunky. <laughs> I say we can mark it. I Al. do too. Okay. Sure. Parents who just don't get it. Yup. <laughs> at times, yes. And then also at times they're like, do you get it? <laughs> right. All of a sudden he gets it. But Remember that why? line where he was like, you guys broke it down. I can't believe it. But why would you go looking for some papers? I'm like, <laughs> whose side are we on? Right. Pick a lane. To quote Halle Berry, if you're with us, then be with us. From <laughs> Storm from X-Men 3. Right, right, right. Oh, right, yeah, right. I love that one. <laughs> Al knows. Al knows for sure. <laughs> a cool non-parent adult. I would say the Soul Patrol. Mm. They're about as cool as it gets. Y'all, once again, <laughs> why wasn't this movie called Soul Patrol? <laughs> <laughs> that is, I didn't even think about that, and that is, like, such a good call. <laughs> Someone too famous for a TV movie. I feel like they're... I mean, I'm going to. Yes. Kathy and Jimmy Canadian should famous. not be in this. Yes. Yes. The Monty Python guy yeah. alone. The whole go, like, the whole Soul Patrol got to go. Yeah. All of them. All yeah, of them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Competition to resolve the central problem. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> A montage sequence. I don't think so. The only no. one that kind of was at the end when they're taking all the festival stuff down. I didn't even notice that, but Me I, I mean, if you count it, I'll count it. Why not? All right. That's what the group consensus was. Yeah, sure. Count it. <laughs> also, your your accent just reminded me of something 
that bothered me during this entire movie. So Coffin Ed is dressed like a, a like an American soldier from the Revolutionary yeah. War. Yeah. But he has a British accent. And I could not yeah, that's true. reconcile those two things in my brain during the entire movie. I'm so dumb. I, I like, thought he was a pirate. <laughs> oh, no, Devin. I'm so dumb. I mean, I did take a gummy. I was like, OK, pirate. I think I would have liked <laughs> this movie a little bit better if I had taken an edible. Yeah, I would not. I did real. have to watch the last 25 minutes again because I. <laughs> OK, happened. maybe never mind. <laughs> Cliche <laughs> villains. I don't uh, know. Crazy ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Fire throwing ghosts. Fire breathing yeah. ghosts. Yeah. Also, the misunderstanding of the villain is a little cliche of like, oh, oh yeah. he was a ghost that we just never understood. Like, I feel like right. ghosts are always not being understood. Yeah. 100%. No one ever gets me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> clothes or item that you owned. Um, so most of the movie, Kat Dennings is wearing this pair of bell-bottom jeans that have sort of like raised, like, seams on the front and back like in the center and they're very specific to like this era in time and i had those exact nice wow Mm -hmm. rotten tomatoes 40 to 60 percent now devin uh did you look it up i did look it up okay okay so you don't tell val because we know but val does not Mm-hmm. So I, as a reminder, I guess uh, what I think the Rotten Tomatoes is, if I'm within five percentage points of the correct answer, I get to feel smart. If we're within, if the score is between 40 and 60, we get the square. Um, <laughs> I am going to guess 36%. You are incorrect, Val. Oh, God. We do get the point. Oh, God. 56. Well, we do get the point. Woo. Great. Mm-hmm. Okay, my turn. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have a happily ever after? I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, as far as we know. Except for for the ghosts who get trapped in. Yeah, that part made yeah, absolutely like no sense. Weird downer at the end. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? And it's played for laughs. Like, that's not funny. Yeah. 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 We're going to punish you for someone else's crimes. Different network. Uh, okay, next uh, square. Uh, almost kissing. Hell no. Thank God, no. Kathy <laughs> and Jimmy does throw a sneeze at one of the other ghosts, though. <laughs> she does. She does. Is it romantic? No. It's an act of aggression. <laughs> Someone who became famous. Cat. Cat. Kitty cat. Absolutely. Betraying of one's real friends or values. No. No. Not really. That little Ian has that monologue where he tries to be like, you guys have really, you know, you don't even care about grandpa. And we're like, what are we doing here? We're reading these <laughs> old newspapers for a reason. Your childhood crush. No. No. Maybe comedy crush. With uh, um, Kathy and Jimmy, but other than that, no. Okay. No. Not the same. Mm-mm. Obviously bad special effects or stunts. Yes. Next <laughs> box. <laughs> Next, Disney Channel star. Uh, no. no. It's, a, it's a no for me, dog. Which is Mm-mm. kind of 
weird. I feel like with the change, mm. we should maybe have this almost every time. So I yep, guess nope. kind of yeah. good we had the change because we're not getting it every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sorry. No. Nope. So sorry. Mm-hmm. Musical number. Ugh. No. It always no. would be better. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, magic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've never been so disappointed by magic. I know. <laughs> uh, someone says the title of the movie. Frustratingly not. <laughs> no. If it was Soul Patrol. Al? <laughs> You should write to the producer just to I let really them know should. what they messed up. Hey, on. hey, Nusto, what the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> um, although we do hear the scream team in the song, I do know we have counted that before, but I don't like this movie, so we're not counting it today. Cut. Mm-mm. Cut. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Devin says, cut, we cut. Cut. <laughs> Scooby dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Solving a mystery. So many Absolutely. The heroes create the problem. No, grandpa died. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the problem is bad journalism. That's yes. the problem. That's- and lack of due process. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have that conversation. <laughs> oh, and last the not- criminal justice system. Is- <laughs> uh, and last but not least, the lead is a fish out of water. Not oh, no. enough. Not even when they're in the room full of ghosts. They, yeah. they act like it's totally normal. Uh, just like the Scream team, we're all disappointed because we <laughs> didn't get a bingo this week. Boo. Everyone scream. <sighs> oh, do you hear that noise? That's the game of what makes you scream. <laughs> Thanks for coming to what makes you scream. Now, I know what you're thinking. I'm going to ask you. What makes you scream? And that's not the game. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm going to list off of a thing and I'm going to say, I'm going to, okay, here we go. Some, some world building. Imagine as if you're walking down the street alone. It's nighttime. I would say between the hours of 12.05 AM and 3.31 AM. You're alone. No one else is on the street. I'm going to give you a list of things that if you ran into this item, this thing, this being on the street, Devin loves this game. Mm-hmm. I'm there. Would you scream? Okay. 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 Number one, vampire. Absolutely. Why not? Yes. Yes. Great. There's not a right answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good, good, good. Good. Number two. A ghost. Do I know they're a ghost? Yeah. Like what kind of ghost? Like are they wearing Victorian clothes? <laughs> Any kind. Of, okay. So Devin's or are they Victorian like, ghost. Did they die like the gap? <laughs> <laughs> they're wearing chinos. <laughs> Is it someone I know? Then scream. 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 Get those chinos out of here. 
<laughs> Get those corduroy I mean, bell bottoms out of here. Here's the, here's my truth. I scream sometimes when Michael walks in the room and I didn't hear him coming. So yeah. my answer to this is going to be scream for literally everything. All right. Well, let's see. Okay. So we're both, we're all screaming at a ghost. We're screaming at a ghost. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You're walking by the lake now. Scream. And a swamp creature walks out the lake. Absolutely scream. Val. Yeah. Yeah. Scream. Disgusting. Yeah. Running, screaming. Honestly, like a seagull getting too close to me, I scream. <laughs> Wait, I have to mark that one off the list. Okay. <laughs> uh, an ogre. Not if it's Shrek. Maybe I'd scream with delight. <laughs> I'm screaming no matter what. <laughs> Even Shrek. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm so sorry you choose to have an outhouse. Get indoor plumbing. What are you doing? You're talking to a man who like eats his own earwax and you're asking why he doesn't have plumbing? Okay, you live in a swamp. You don't need to live in the sewer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Next Some boundaries. one. Um, a nine-foot-tall slender man. Oh, scream, that is scream, the creepiest scream, thing you've named so far. Yeah. Oh. I don't God. even like tall white men. <laughs> okay. Tall white men in a sli- tall white men in a slim fit suit. This leads me into my next question. No. Someone who looks identical. Identical to you. That is somehow the freakiest thing you've said. <laughs> I would scream. Scream. I've seen us. I would scream. I haven't seen <laughs> us, but I want to see us before I see Nope. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Both, both pretty good. La- last one. Me in a bald cap. <laughs> no. <gasps> I would scream. It's the middle of the night and you're in a bald cap. First of all, I would scream out of like concern. <laughs> They're like, what's She's happening? <laughs> and in my brain, we're still by the lake. So I'm like, <laughs> if like if I saw you on like were Belmont, you? I'd be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're coming out of the if lake. If I saw you like bald- if I saw you at like the um the North Avenue red line stop, I'd be like, oh okay, I guess. <laughs> sure. Hey, it's in proximity Allie. where that might make sense. <laughs> but if we're at like a target, but maybe like not. Three three AM by the lake. <laughs> Oh, hey, Devin, like, just doing my nightly, nightly and you're swim. Ball, and in my, <laughs> it's not a bald cap, it's a swim cap. In my brain, and when I picture it in my brain, you're wearing like a matching tracksuit and your hair is coming out of the bottom of the bald cap. <laughs> I would I'm like, scream what that? is happening? Amazing. Thank you for playing. Yeah. What makes you scream? Oh. So, Devin, we talked about Disney Adult. Um, do you have anything else that you want to plug? Um, definitely Disney Adult. Um, as it is our, my tried and true, the love of my life, the podcast of my, I mean, stay tuned. I would love to do more with it. But also, we have such a catalog of great episodes. Um, and I would ideally, I don't want to sell my, well, but, but we have a great catalog of of episodes that you should absolutely check out. We're currently in the yes. middle of a classic season. What comes after that? Who knows? Maybe we'll do more <laughs> Marvel. Maybe we'll do something else. 
who knows? Because Marvel releases enough shit that you could. Have you done a, a Pixar party? We've done a Pixar season. We definitely have yep. a Pixar season. We have the 90s movies. That's how we started. Great. We have um, movies based on rides for any Disney mm-hmm. Park freakazoids. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. And classics has really been a, a, an absolute blast. Wait, Devin, um, where can people find you on social media? Oh, yeah, well, here's where you can find me. Follow the Disney Adult Podcast. It's at Disney period adult period podcast. Um, follow that for fun stuff. We love to hear from people. We get messages from listeners, which is wild. Um, <laughs> so we love feedback. We love to hear from you. We love to, you know, if you say something funny, maybe we'll read it on an episode. Um, if you say something problematic. I will dox you. (laughs) 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 But follow Disney adult. Yes. Um, Great. Well, this has been an absolute delight. Um, Also, before I forget, next episode, we're watching You Wish. (gasps) And I love this one. I've never seen this. Devin, we love you. I love you. You're the best. I love you, Val. (gasps) Love you. Bye, Val. Bye, Al. Bye, Devin. Bye. This podcast was produced by me. And me. And it was edited by me. The music was composed by Michael McNally. You can find us online at thetridentnetwork.com slash dcommentaries hyphen pod. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at dcommentaries. Dcommentaries is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Disney Channel Original Movies. Damn it, Allie.